The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you know what? Man, a good Sunday morning, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show on the big show today. The injury update. We'll get all the information from the good doctor, Spencer G., on the sports desk. The debate of Chip Kelly. Is his ship sinking? We'll deal uh, with that. And what's next for this 4-5 and five football team? The Countdown to Kickoff starts now. It's time. For the Countdown to Kickoff show with Joe Kraus. Are you ready? Yeah! Are you ready? Yeah! Live. Are you ready? Yeah! Are you ready? Yeah! Everybody was giving a scream while this season was going to end up each and every one of them. You got to speak, look down at yourself and figure out what you're going to do. Are you willing to fight, scratch, punch, take, tackle, punch, run, scream, baby, just sit back on track. I can't take my best face to do it tonight, though. Now a good Sunday morning and welcome back into the Countdown to Kickoff show as we come to you live uh, from down at Lot P uh, along with the good Dr. Bruce and Spencer G. And we'll introduce a special guest will be along with us uh, in just a few moments. Bruce, how are you, sir? Doing great. It's a, it's a beautiful day. It's time for the Eagles to go into first place in the NFC. Well, when I opened the door this morning and I left the house, it was 50. I walked outside. I'm like, hey, it's not so bad. It's, it feels okay. You, you know, there was no breeze or there was no wind. The temperature was holding around 50, 51, and it felt okay. I pulled into the lot down here, Spence, and uh, Matt was here. The wind was blowing, and, and, and it just seems like it's a little bit colder down yeah, here by the stadium. It, you know, hopefully at 4 o'clock for some Eagles fans, it won't be feeling cold. Hopefully it'll be feeling like sunny 80 degree weather if they can come in the first place. But just a spectacular weekend in all the world of sports. I mean, in college football, Oklahoma winning, Baylor winning, and uh, the NFL today should be fantastic. But for this Eagles-Buccaneers game, such an intriguing matchup. And for a lot of youngsters today, they could see a face of the league possibly. Jameis Winston, the number one overall pick, is coming to Lincoln Financial Field today. So that should be very enticing. We've got a good show lined up for you today as we come to you live from down at Lot P. There's a lot going on as far uh, as uh, injuries, Doc. And, uh, of course, the big one for Philadelphia. Well, two, I guess, if you consider Matthews one of the two. But uh, the big thing will be a quarterback change. We'll get an opportunity. Uh, to watch uh, and, and watch Mark Sanchez move this offense up and down the field, and certainly I think if if everyone is certainly in agreement about one thing, Sanchez will adapt and move this offense at certainly a much quicker pace than Bradford has been able to do it so far. I agree. I, I'm really a bullish guy. I'm in the minority. I think Mark Sanchez. Firstly, he played a great game last week. If it wasn't for that last play where. If ill-advised, they had him running left, throwing right, 
Miles Austin, I don't even know why he's still on the team. He quit. He was running in space. He made no effort to break up the ball in the end zone. And Sanchez, this could be his last game. This is his whole career, okay, because Bradford could be back next week. Sanchez has a chance to shine, and I believe he's going to be the key to the game, and I'm really bullish on Sanchez. Well, Sanchez, if he wins today and then wins in three days versus Detroit, because I don't think Sam Bradford will be ready for the Detroit game coming up in four days from now. So if he goes 2-0 and and plays well, like I think Sanchez is capable of, it would really be a tough decision not to have Sanchez starting versus New England. And some of the questions that come up as we come to you live from down uh, in Lot P. We've got a great tailgate show lined up for you. Despite the wind and despite the breeze, all our good friends are here from across the way. And, of course, Valaris is here uh, early today. People are tailgating to the right, to the left. We really have the ideal uh, spot down here. Hooters will be here. My good friends from Hair Cuttery will be here on a day like this when it starts to get, get cold. Uh, that's when Krause's coat starts to come into focus. Hair Cuttery uh, will be out here um, uh, with us during the live tailgate as well. The debate of Chip Kelly uh, and is the Chip Kelly ship uh, starting to sink, Bruce? I think we'll, well, it, and there's various opinions. It, it, if you listen to 97.5, the fanatic, or if you listen to uh, if you listen to 94.1, the flagship station of the Philadelphia Eagles, and you listen throughout the week, um, there's a lot of Chip Kelly hate in town uh, right now. And, 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 and I don't know whether or not there should be that much hate. What's your, what's your initial thought when I make that statement to you? Well, when you use the word hate, I mean, I would say that the, the bloom is off the rose. Chip Kelly is two things. He's a general manager and he's a head coach. I think we agree that his general managing, we have no wide receivers. Nelson Aguilar was drafted in the first round, was supposed to be an impact receiver. Granted, he had a high ankle strain, but he disappeared last week. He also drops balls. You look at Josh Huff, a complete zero. Miles Austin, back you know six years ago for Dallas, was was a skill player. So there's there's no wide receiving core. They made no attempt to upgrade the offensive line, which was a big mistake. And yes, the defense looks better. Byron Maxwell, their 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 prize acquisition looks slow. He gets beaten. He's committing a lot of penalties. As far as Chip Kelly, the coach, all we're seeing is the same. We're seeing that same screen pass to DeMarco Murray. I'm not seeing any improvisation, and I'm also looking at a coach who doesn't allow his quarterbacks to improvise. Could you imagine Peyton Manning, if he couldn't audible at the line, you'd be basically destroying him. So... Yeah. So that's really the big the big problem. Let me point out, Spence, before you chime in and jump in with your thought, Chip Kelly, 41 games, uh, in which are which are inclusive of the nine games that they've played uh, so far, and of course they come into the game with, they come into today's game with a four and five record, but 41 games under the belt, 24 wins, 17 losses. He had two back to back win or back to back seasons uh, of 10 wins, and the question becomes, in a follow up uh, to what Bruce has said, the question becomes, and, and what is open for debate is, is this fan base um, a little impatient? Should the fan base allow uh, Chip Kelly to work through the process? I don't, I don't know the answer. Well, I, I, I don't Krause, know whether they're right or wrong. Krause, I'm know, just trying to evaluate. There is a yes, lot of discomfort yes, when you yes, mention yes. Chip Kelly. You know what's really ironic is actually going 10-6 and six in that first year could be a blessing or it could be a curse because when you go 10 and 6 you set the bar so so high 
as a head coach. Say Chip Kelly went seven and nine that first year, and then last year he won ten and six. The fan base would be okay. Let's give Chip time. Chip is improving. We are going on the up and up. But since his first year was so spectacular, and they made the playoffs that first year and had a chance to beat New Orleans. It was kind of a curse that 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 occurred. And you look at Andy Dalton, right, of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's been so successful at getting to the playoffs in each of his five years, and he's lost all of his playoff games. But if Dalton never made the playoffs to start out with, fans would have a whole different perspective. It's the fact that Chip started out at 10-6 and six and now is on the decline. He, he set the bar so high for himself in this city. Bruce, you know about this fan base. I mean, you, you, you've lived it. You've been a part of it. You're a season ticket holder. You know, you've been a part of this fan base. The fan base has, and, and there's no doubt, I don't think you can dispute it, the fan base has been waiting. The fan base in this town is heavily invested. In this football team, the fan base spends an incredible amount of money supporting this football team. The fan base has been waiting. They went through the, uh, the long Andy Reid period and, and got a sniff. Got a taste, uh, but weren't able to get it all, uh, you know. And, and I don't. I, and I often wonder now where we are and will we continue to wait on uh, whether it's Chip Kelly or not. I believe this fan base, number one, is the most loyal, passionate fan base of any team in America. They've put up with three and 13 years with Joe Q. Harrick. Guys would fly planes like that. Joe must go. We've also loved, we love Buddy Ryan also. Now, Buddy Ryan never won a playoff game. But what do we value in this town? Hard work. This is a working blue-collar town. So what we want to see is... We'd like we'd like Chip Kelly to come out and talk to us, not talk down to us. Tell us what's going on. When they make a mistake, to own it. Don't blame it on execution. So the, it, a lot of it's stylistic. Why yes. did you know? It's just he's not connecting with with the team. But the fact is, we're out here. We've got everybody's out. It's cold. It's windy. This fan base will support the Eagles through and through. And frankly, in Philly, what other teams do we have? We have no other teams. It's the arrogance of Chip Kelly that you're alluding to. It's his personality that he thinks that... He can do no wrong, essentially. He never takes blame for any issues. He pretty much ran Howie Roseman out of town. In fact, Krause, well, he, 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 he ran him, ran him up. Side of the by the way, he also, yeah, yeah, he also yeah, increased the salary. Say, You'd like to be run out of town like that, get an extra $3 million raise. That's a good way to get <laughs> yeah, run out of town. I'd, I'd, move to, I'd move to Blue Sky, Montana, and we'll be skiing all winter. That wouldn't be such a problem. And welcome back, everyone, to Lot P as we bring you our cut-ins on the live edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show. And we get ready for uh, the game today between the Eagles and Tampa Bay. Uh, dare we say, Bruce, a must-must win uh, for the Eagles today. No. With the way the season's going, I don't know if there is a thing as a must-win. because I, I, That's an overused phrase. In because my everybody's racing to the bottom. As long as the, um, as long as the Redskins and Giants keep losing... We could keep losing. We could uh, we could win the division at seven and nine. I'll give you a question, Bruce. The last eight and eight team to make the playoffs was whom? Seattle, Carolina last year. Did they win a playoff game? They did. And interestingly, yes. Yes. Before that, 
Seattle won every team that every team that actually three out of three teams in the last five years they always win the playoff game. Yeah. So the key is get into the dance and you got a chance. No. Get into the dance and, and, and that's right. The New York Giants uh, they got into the playoffs and managed to win four games a couple of times off ten and six and nine and seven records. You look Krause at the top of the NFC was the Carolina Panthers and guess what? We're in that football game. And they were eight. They, they had a chance to tie the game and possibly beat the best team in the NFL. Isn't that encouraging? Isn't that encouraging? A- absolutely. And but I, I really want to focus on this game. We've got to stop Doug Martin. This guy can run. And we've got one guy. We've got one linebacker. His name's D'Amico Ryan's. He's got to do his job. Otherwise, Doug Martin in this cold, windy weather, this is not passing weather. It's not. This is running weather. This is NFC East weather. It's ground and pound. It's DeBarco Murray weather. And the question is, Darren Sproles came out this week. He's always a good soldier. He's not getting enough touches. Is Darren Sproles going to come out or are they going to run it to him? Let's try and bring in Big E from the Fox Network. We only have him for a couple of minutes until he rolls back uh, over to the stadium. You'll hear the game on Fox and we bring in uh, our guest Big E. Uh, Big E, you heard uh, uh, Bruce talking about uh, Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, not um, for the first time, but there's a kink in the armor. He wants to, he wants more touches uh, in the football game. You're going to see Sproles get some run, uh, some more carries today well i've been talking about on our other shows about how i've been baffled that darren sproles hasn't been getting more action because when you talk about this team not having that many play playmakers he's a playmaker he might be the only playmaker on this team right now you know ryan matthews has been doing his thing aaron murray star i mean uh demarco murray's starting to come along but darren sproles can change a game in one cut and um, I think this is going to be good for the team today. Unfortunately, it's because Ryan Matthews is out. Um, I don't know if he would have been getting an increased role like I think he should be. But I do think that this could help the, the Eagles. Something can happen. He can make a, make a big play, and that's what they need right now. Biggie, how big is the loss of Jordan Matthews, especially since you saw the chemistry that Mark's, Mark and Jordan had last year? You mean uh, Ryan, Ryan Matthews? No, is it Jordan Matthews? No, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Jordan Matthews is playing. Jordan today. Matthews is playing. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's active. Oh, okay. You know what it he is? got banged up last week. He no, was. He he'll was he'll be okay. Yeah. Jordan Matthews will be okay in this game. The running right. backs out. Right. Ryan Matthews is out, so it's going to be a lot of Demarco Murray. But then I'll rephrase the question: Do you see Jordan Matthews having a big game today? Well, I, I think that he is kind of like a security blanket for Mark Sanchez, and also look for the tight ends. I mean, I, they need to keep running. Uh, double tight end sets and get them involved and that's going to help the running game as well they need to put it together this week they should win this game but they should have won last game they need to get pressure up front they need to confuse this rookie quarterback who's got a cannon for an arm by the way yeah he's got uh mike evans vincent jackson's a game time decision but evans is a handful and if you have both jackson and evans then that's going to that's going to cause problems for them 
Very important to get pressure up front from Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and all those boys. We're, we're live down at the stadium in Lot P. Big E, Eric Hauser from the Fox Network uh, checking in. The game starts at 1 p.m. You'll watch it on Fox. Uh, Big E, let's talk a little bit about uh, Bruce. It start, when we start, came on the program, we talked about uh, Mark Sanchez. And, and, we t- and we also talked about Chip Kelly. And it, is the fan base now starting uh, to become a little bit too critical too quickly of Chip Kelly? And, and I'd love to solicit your opinion, you know, and, and your thoughts about Chip Kelly. Uh, he, he's only coached 41 games, so and we're judging him on that. And he's won more than he's lost. He's won 24. He's lost 17. Uh, so, and he finds himself at this point at four and five. Your thoughts on Chip Kelly? Um, as far as it being too early, I don't think so because he had two seasons, two winning seasons, and then he pretty much dismantled this team and changed the team up. And he wanted full control. So everything's on his plate. I think it is what it is. He asks for it. You've got to produce in this town. They're not producing right now. So I don't think it's too early to be critical of him. Um, I do think that in time he could change things around if he's not as stubborn as it seems like he's been so far. But, um, yeah, it's. I think... I think you should be critical of them, but I think they can turn it around. And as far as my... In the last game, they were obviously moving the ball better with Mark Sanchez. I mean, he made he made a decision that wasn't the best, but I don't totally blame it on him because his receiver didn't make any effort, it seemed like. Not just for that play, but the whole game. Miles Austin wasn't really making an effort. It didn't seem like he was playing that day. But um, I think that they could really... Do something with Mark Sanchez. Look, when you when you look at Chip Kelly, and you, you look at how he really thrived at the college level, do you think his personality is more suited to be at, at, at the college level, where you can go and recruit guys, and and in the winter months outside of football? You're pretty much going to Texas, going to Georgia, looking for players. Where in the NFL, it's kind of about staying the course more and, and about retaining guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the big difference. I mean, to, to me, he didn't like doing all that stuff. I don't think he liked going out recruiting. I don't think he liked, uh, you know, smoozing with people. I think he likes this atmosphere better. But as far as mental wise, he. These, these college coaches like Pete Carroll that have big success in college, they, pay, they come up and they've got an arrogance about them. they got an ego because they've been doing so well. They've, they're used to getting what they want all the time and just having success. And this is a total different ball game as we, far as talent. We've heard Raheem Brock say, and Raheem Brock had a season in Seattle under Pete Carroll, and we heard, and we've heard him say many, many times that uh, Carroll adapted, Carroll adjusted, Carroll started to understand that he was dealing with professional athletes. Spencer had alluded to it in the very beginning. He started to realize that these weren't kids in college that were 19 years old or 20 years old. These were 25-year-old men making five million dollars a year or, or whatever they're making. Uh, they have a wherewithal uh, to be able to help uh, and be able and, and Carol was able to adjust. I don't know if Chip Kelly will be able to. Yeah, well, it took Carol a couple of years also. Uh, Raheem always tells us that, you know, Carol, these guys, they're adults. They've been playing the game for a long time. They know what they're doing. They know what they see out there, and they know, how, they know what they should be doing to adjust with the other team. And if your coach doesn't really listen to that and just stays his course – 
that's a problem. But Pete Carroll finally came around, and Chip Kelly needs to start listening to his players. He needs to change things around a little bit. I think that the quarterback should be able to make calls at the line if he has to adjust, and I think that's a big thing. Looking at Chip Kelly, one thing we can't measure because he's so quiet is how he's reacting internally, emotionally, to being in Philadelphia. This place is a tough place to play. When he was in Oregon, he had he had Phil Knight, new uniforms. To go from that to Philadelphia, where if he listens to the radio even for a minute or reads philly.com, reads any of the blogs, he's getting trashed continuously. You also, it seems like, you know, you listen to him in a press conference, it seems like he's in complete pain. And it's kind of a mixture of, of being guarded and also just fighting back at the media and being sarcastic. And you just don't know how much more this guy's going to want to take of it. If this team goes south and they finish below 500, there's going to be such a groundswell to replace him, particularly in light of all the personnel moves that nobody can explain. One thing I said is that last year, I think Chip Kelly's the only guy in the world who says, I think I need to get Sam Bradford with two ACL tears, and we could go to the Super Bowl with this guy. Nobody in the world thought that. And as we see now, that was a big mistake. And I don't, I personally am not hungering to have Bradford ever put on a uniform again. I think he should heal up. I don't think he could start for a mid-level college team. Yeah, well, I mean, in my opinion still, I don't think that Chip Kelly actually thought that Sam Bradford was going to be his quarterback this season. I I still think that he that was a bargaining chip. Uh, Chip Kelly thought that he was going to get Mariota. He thought he was going to get a trade before that draft, and it backfired on him, and I think he was so sure that it was going to happen. But, I mean, they have what they have. Bradford hasn't been playing that bad lately. Um, but Sanchez definitely seems to be moving the ball better. He's got legs under him. He can. He's a mobile quarterback, which in Chips Kelly's system, he needs a mobile quarterback. So it baffles everybody that he even went for Bradford. But, um, you know, and as far as Chip Kelly, the funny thing is, is I don't know if Jeffrey Lurie would fire him even if they go downhill from here on out this season. All right, Big E, Eric Hauser from the Fox Network, working the game at the link at the link today. Eagles, Bucks, kickoff at one o'clock. You're right in the middle of the countdown, the kickoff show. Well done, Big E. Thanks Thank very you. much. Thanks, we'll let guys. you get over to the stadium. Thank you very much. Uh, well done uh, on uh, well done on your part. Uh, we're right down here with Bruce and Spencer G. Uh, Tom Farkerzetta, right? Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. close to that is our special. Special guest here, um, uh, here on the set, and we're broadcasting from down at uh, Lot P, Row 11. Hair Cuttery uh, is out with us. The Hooters girls are here, and don't forget on Tuesday night, a special edition of the football show at Hooters and King of Prussia, where it's all you can eat wings all day, all night up at uh, Hooters. As we roll into Thanksgiving uh, and get um, close just to the top of the hour, Spence, I've got yeah. just a minute or two before sure. we break for a short uh, ID. It's a two game set, really. It's the it's the Tampa Bay win today, which gets us back to 500, and then it's a bad Detroit team on Thursday. Right. So if the Eagles can go out, and I think they could run the ball better than Tampa Bay because I think that that's the Eagles' strength is Fletcher Cox, Benny Logan up front. I look at this game. The river is windy, and ironically, Mike Evans is talented.
the most shocking and biggest win of the year when they went into Lambeau Field and beat the Green Bay Packers last week. So I think Detroit is no joke. I think they have talent at receiver. Matt Stafford has a cannon for an arm. I think that both of these games, I think that the Detroit game is really tough. I might have them losing that game. But, um, so, so, so both of these games now, I think you, uh, you, you try to hopefully win both of them to get to six and five. And I think nine and seven is going to win the division. Well, windy, though, windy day down here at Lot P. We want to thank, uh, uh the very best we McDonald, uh, chief engineer, uh, the very best in the business, and of course Ryan Lennox, our producer in the studio, uh, able to get us back on air as we're working through some of what is a windy day. We're going to break for a short uh, station ID. Back in a moment, the lot P. The city of brotherly love. How you doing? And sisterly affection. We are six ten sports. W T E L A M Philadelphia. Live, welcome back everyone to Lot P as we come to you with a special edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show on a really, really windy day. And, and, and the wind sometime creates an incredible amount of havoc when you do a show outdoors. Uh, and, and we're live from uh, in the heart of the city here in the heart of Lot P. Um, special thanks, Tom McDonald. Thanks very much for coming out to the live broadcast along with Nick and Ryan trying to work us through uh, along with Spencer G uh, and Bruce as we broadcast. You know Perry List today is... Uh, as well, we hope to get him uh, onto the broadcast as he's, uh, I, mean, I think, driving home from, Pat- from State he's, College, he's right? He's still asleep. He's recovering from a long night at State College. So my thoughts are with Mr. List. I've got a news flash. Perry got kidnapped in the middle of the night by a sorority in Penn State. Oh, and they, no! And they utilized him like a rag doll. He's still asleep recovering. Right, not, I don't, I don't, not a, that sounds awful. Not again. Right, not well, again. All right, well, let's leave him in State College. No Perry List today. He's here, certainly, uh, in spirit. Uh, Big E, we thank Big E, Eric Hauser from the Fox Network, uh, for checking in and being a part uh, of um, uh, of the live broadcast. Ralph Gross is here. Ralph, how are you, sir? Thank you very much for being here. We're going to get LeVar on the wireless mic now that we're up and about. LeVar, we need an eagle chant. I'm not sure if you're going to get one out here, um, but we'll, I'll let you do some work. I'll let you see what you can find. What's the mood out there, LeVar? Uh, a bit gloomy. It's not as aesthetic uh, as we always we usually get, but um, I'm going to try to rally some folks together. We're going to get it going. Do the best that you can. Our good friends from Valari's directly across the yeah, way. And, uh, and they're tailgating inside the, uh, you know, they put walls around tents, Bruce, when it gets to be so windy. Listen, it's not that cold. I mean, if you look on the te- if you look in the temperature gauge, it's, it's 50, four- 52 or 53 degrees or 51 degrees. It, it's not like crazy, crazy cold, but everybody's just... It's the wind, it's I the guess. Wind. You know, we got a chill factor of about 35 degrees okay. here. And the fact is, it is windy, and it's going to impact on the game. Certainly, Sanchez has got a stronger arm. I wouldn't want to see Bradford playing in these conditions. In fact, I don't really want to see him play in an Eagles uniform again. Trust me, I have a stronger arm than Bradford, and uh, I was throwing the ball to you, Doc, earlier. Yeah. You see how the wind you see the ball was fluttering completely? So well... <laughs> Well, with that being said, I mean, Doc, medically, Bradford obviously will not be ready to go. Uh, come, It's a short week. We've got the game today, and then the Eagles go right to Detroit, and they play in Thanksgiving. It's, it, it's, it, Bradford won't be He won't play Thursday, but, but, but will he be ready, or could he potentially be ready for, for a week from today uh, against the Patriots? Actually, it would be two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. No one. Because they played Detroit on Thanksgiving, 
So if they wouldn't play on Thursday. Okay, right. Friday. So it'll be. So he's got it. Yeah, so yeah, he's well, got a break view, of time. He's got a medium. One thing people don't really talk, and people don't understand, this guy's got a separated shoulder. He's got a grade two separated Which shoulder. Which means what? Which means that his uh, the, the musculature has been separated from the humerus. The, the shoulder is a very shallow joint. It's called a glenoid. The glenohumeral joint is separated. And that means if you put him back against the New England offense in two weeks, Patriots. he could rip it completely and he would need surgery. I think that would be bordering on medical malpractice. So, You're not going to see Sam for at least a month. That's my but prediction. But you don't want to wow. not, not do the concussion because he's been on the field. He's been able to actually... You're not going to see him. You're not going to see him for a month. Not because I, I, not, because, not because we don't want him, or not because no, he's I believe just because of the injury. I don't think they'll put him in harm's way because of his shoulder. Nobody talks about that. As you know, nobody in the Eagles. You never hear any medical reports. But you're, you're going to be with Sanchez for at least three weeks. That's my opinion. Wow. Okay. So more, uh, so we'll, uh, more on that. And one thing that we've talked about, and and we're not the only ones that have talked about it. it, it it's been bannered around all week long. Is uh, and even some of the experts, some of the national experts, have said that Mark Sanchez runs this offense uh, more efficiently. He runs this offense. Uh, at a faster pace, the offense moves at a quicker pace. Uh, the whole nine, the whole nine yards, and, and I think that was that was true uh, when he came into the football game a week ago. You were there, you saw, you saw it, you watched it play out. He's more comfortable. He provides it another option. Mark Sanchez is what Mark Sanchez will be, um, but he does fit this offense nicely. I do like how Mark Sanchez is decisive. I think he has a lot better footwork than Sam Bradford. I think that Mark is very nimble on his feet he's able to slide out of out of the rush in harm's way and also not only can he run up to the line faster he just makes quick decisions with the football and the problem with mark sanchez is he doesn't have an overpowering deep ball meaning he's not going to throw in this kind of weather 50 yard you know lollipop flutter balls that are going to that are going to drop perfectly he's not going to throw moon balls but mark sanchez can throw those intermediate routes very nicely and I think Mark Sanchez, it's a well-oiled machine with Mark Sanchez uh, running this offense. I also believe he brings so much energy. When he comes into the huddle, you look at Sanchez, he's, he's, got, he's got everything. Yes. And there's a, he was interviewed a lot this week. Mark Sanchez had a whole year to dissect and look at all of his mistakes from last year. And I believe he does. I think he's a very bright guy. He played for USC. I think he, I'm, I'm predicting that we're going to go on a little bit of a run with Mark Sanchez. A big key is Jason Peters staying healthy, back at left tackle, Lane, John- Lane Johnson back in his normal natural spot. The offensive line is going to do better. And Jason Kelsey isn't going to be thrown yeah. five years back into the, five yards back into the backfield. Well, Just a quick minute before we go yes, to break. And Bruce and Thomas... Um, Well, I want to ask Thomas this real quick. Do you think that Chip Kelly, since he invested in Sam Bradford, even if Mark Sanchez plays well, you you know how Chip loves to not be wrong. Do you think Chip Kelly will still put Bradford in in a couple weeks? Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting thing. I think he... He might, you know, and it's because he loves Sam Bradford because he's decisive and it's because he he uh, follows Chip Kelly's scheme. I think the quarterback situation in Philadelphia in the past few years has been a spectrum. You get Mike Vick on one side, all improvisation, and then on the other side, you get Bradford. I don't think either of them work. The thing I like about Sanchez, he's somewhat in the middle, 
But I, I don't think I think Chip Kelly's a little too stubborn to realize. That. All right, good stuff. It's the countdown to kickoff show as we broadcast to you live uh, from down in Lot P uh, with the stadium and the flags uh, behind us uh, and a lot of wind will be in the stadium today. The Eagles in Tampa Bay. It's a one o'clock kickoff. Um, Dare we say it? Dare we go on air and actually say it is a must, must win uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles to get back to uh, five and five, and then uh, the very bad Detroit Lions waiting for uh, waiting for us on Thanksgiving Day, and uh, and of course we'll continue the conversation about that, about Jameis Winston, uh, and about the Eagles, Tampa Bay Bucks when we return after the break. Hey, Philly sports fans, tune in every Thursday night for Philly's rockin' new sports show, Fans Interference, live from McFadden's at the ballpark and presented by Apple Public Adjusters. Join J-Duck, Spencer G, NFL expert Perry Liss, Dr. Bruce and Krause every Thursday night from 7 until 9 p.m. Live from McFadden's at the ballpark, Fans Interference, for the fans, by the fans, and to the fans. And join the crew every home game from Lot P for the two-hour live countdown, the kickoff show right here on 610 Sports ESPN Radio. Has your home or business been damaged by a recent storm and you're left to deal with the insurance company to make things right? Turn to Apple Public Adjusters and meet owners Patrick O'Donnell and Mark Stendardo. If you've suffered recent storm damage to your home or business, call 267-538-3373. That's 267-538-3373. And protect your rights and maximize your benefits. Philadelphia's newest professional football team, the Philadelphia Yellow Jackets, will begin play in 2016, and they want you to be part of history. For information, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. Vince Papali did it with the Eagles. Rasheed Bailey just did it. And now the Philadelphia Yellow Jackets are looking to fill an entire roster. Play the game you love as a professional football player right here in Philadelphia. For information, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. The professional team begins begins play in 2016. The team's next tryout is this month. Pineland Sports Center for information and to register, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. That's PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. Guess who's looking to invest a billion dollars in Philadelphia? IBEW Local 98. One of Local 98's first investments was in the Commonwealth, a premier residence in the historic Commonwealth Title and Trust Building of 1902. Local 98 also has a 51% ownership in 2116 Chestnut, luxury high-rise apartments that were built by unions on time and on budget. And IBEW Local 98 is also looking to invest in the redevelopment of Gerard Square at 12th and Market, which is slated to be reborn as a five-story retail destination with two much-needed hotels and a few state-of-the-art digital billboards. Looking forward, Local 98 is seeking to invest in a new data center, a small power plant, and the growing Navy Yard. Hi, this is John Doherty, business manager of Local 98. We live in this city and invest in it because Philly deserves top quality union projects built by residents who pay their taxes. 
believe in physical rehabilitation unlike any other in the country here in the heart of Philadelphia. For over 50 years, McGee Rehabilitation, one of America's leading rehabilitation hospitals, has helped individuals gain their highest level of independence. McGee Rehabilitation is nationally recognized for its outstanding programs in the treatment of spinal cord injury, brain injury, stroke, orthopedics, amputation, and sports injuries. McGee is also home to the Philadelphia Concussion Center, a state-of-the-art program treating those who have sustained a concussion. All of McGee's medical experts works as a team to help people become healthier. Doctors, nurses, and therapists provide patients with the highest quality care using the most up-to-date treatment techniques. People with a true passion and a tireless pursuit for the best outcome possible. Where there is will, there is a way back. McGee Rehabilitation Hospital. Visit us at mcgeerehab.org. Meet the Delaware County, Chester County, and Philadelphia County compensation lawyers representing your interests when you're injured on the job. Call the injury attorneys at the Cherry Firm. They have devoted a large portion of their law practice to defending the rights of injured workers throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Get the money you deserve. If you've been injured on the job, you have a potential workers' compensation claim. Located in Delaware County, call the law offices of the Cherry Firm at 610-565-8300. That's 610-565-8300. The Cherry Firm. They've handled countless successful workers' compensation claims. And welcome back, everyone, to the Countdown to Kickoff show as we broadcast you live on a Sunday morning. Eagles, Tampa Bay, set to get, uh, go off over at the link today. Kickoff at 1 p.m. If you're not fortunate to go to the game, you'll see it on Fox today, and we thank Big E, Eric Hauser, for coming by uh, from the Fox Network and being a part uh, of the live broadcast. Uh, we're down here with Spencer G. Uh, and Bruce. Uh, LeVar is out with the crowd. LeVar, uh, LeVar, I'm waiting to see. I mean, uh, you got to. This is how we do it. I'm trying to understand, and I'm trying to figure out if the Eagle fan base is interested in this football game today. And the way you. The way you discern or the way you determine that is is the uh, how loud the eagle chant is, okay? So uh, you've got a nice group together. Let me come out to you. I'll let you set the table. No air horns in the wireless no microphones, all right? So we don't have any air horns. Uh, out to LeVar Jackson. All right, folks, y'all ready for the eagle's chant? Everybody get in. Everybody get tight. Everybody gather up, gather up. At the drop of the ball, we're going to set it off. At the drop of the ball. Y'all got that? Y'all got that? Let's go! All right, good stuff. That's how LeVar Jackson does it. Well done, LeVar. Uh, LeVar Jackson! We'll come back to you uh, a little bit later on throughout the broadcast. Thanks very much for being a part of what is a live show. We talked to Chip Kelly, or we talked, Bruce, about Chip Kelly today. 41 games in the books. 24 wins, 17 losses. And we raised the question as to whether or not the fan base is becoming um, too impatient too quickly with this head coach. Should he have uh, more of an opportunity uh, to, uh, to develop and to bring this team along? Your thoughts? Well, I think we had unrealistic expectations due to that, primarily that Green Bay preseason game. There were so many wholesale changes. Everybody was worried about Brad Bradford staying healthy. And they weren't worried about, was he going to be bad? 
So I think that nobody expected the team to be four and five at this time. Everybody expected us to have a great record based on everything. But I believe we still have time. Sanchez could be an average serviceable guy. He's a 500 quarterback. We need to go. Uh, we need to win about five games for the remainder of the season, and I think we'll make the playoffs. You know what? That Green Bay game, I was talking about a blessing and a curse and how it was a curse that the Eagles went 10-6 and six that first year because of the fact that the expectations for Chip Kelly were raised so high. But also, that Green Bay game, Thomas, I know that you were watching that Green Bay preseason oh, yeah. game. Oh, a, yeah. a lot of intensity there, you know. And, and they went out there, and they looked like they couldn't be stopped. They looked like a well-oiled machine. I was thinking Sam Bradford literally could go into the, to the Atlanta game to the Georgia Dome, and I was thinking that the Eagles were going to blow Atlanta out and then blow Dallas out to start the season just because of that preseason game. No, yeah, I know. I absolutely agree. And I think what the thing it is, you know, sure Sam Bradford looked good in the preseason, but then you come back and you uh, put him in the starting role in the regular season when he hadn't played a game, a regular season game in, what, two years was it, yeah. I believe? So you, t- you take that and you got to say, you know what, this guy's got a lot of nerves. And we've seen it, the streakiness of Bradford. And in a sense, the Eagles' success hinges on how Bradford feels that day, which is not what Chip Kelly should be thinking. One of the elements going into the football game today or, or, or one of the appeals from the fan base and now from himself has been Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles wants more touches. Darren Sproles is a playmaker. That Darren, they be, The fan base believes it. He believes it. Will they get him involved in the offense? I, I could see Darren Sproles definitely getting involved. I mean, especially if the Eagles want to run a lot of plays. That's Chip Kelly's MO is running a lot of plays and getting first downs, but on, you know, if the Eagles go three and out a lot today, you're not going to see Sproles because he comes in during the second series of downs a lot because they're going to have Matthews and DeMarco Murray, and if the Eagles are going three and out again, you're not going to see Sproles. But I'd like to get him involved in the pass game. Maybe send him on wheel routes, not screen passes, Chip. Wheel routes. One name that hasn't been mentioned was the guy who was the MVP last week, Brent Selleck. He had 120 yards. And you know what happened in the second half? They didn't throw to him one time. So that's the thing about Chip Kelly's play calling. It just doesn't make sense. He'll have a hot guy like he had Ryan, Ryan Matthews, Matthews in the Carolina game. And then he blames it on Deuce Staley. He always seems to, to <laughs> scapegoat. But if you have a hot guy, Brent Selleck, there was nobody within 15 yards of him. Why did you stop throwing to him? That's the kind of thing that drives me crazy. Do you, you think he forgets? Do you think, I mean, I, I'm not being... I'm, I know I'm maybe he's got a dementia. Do you think, Bruce, he forgets? Do you think he's going through... Uh, his progression of plays, and I'm not I quite sure. I don't, I don't I know how to explain it. I get I it, I think that he's very rigid as to what he wants to do, and a lot of what they do is read and react. This team looks at the defense, and you know, essentially in the first year, it was a surprise. Everybody knows what they're doing. The Tampa Bay is going to be in a base defense. They're not going to worry about substituting and being confused. Everybody knows how to play fast. These are NFL players. Well, this is my feel. I honestly think, Thomas, that when you look at Chip Kelly, he honestly like just looks at his play chart and says, how many plays are these guys specifically in? And he doesn't look at momentum. He doesn't look at the guy who has the hot hand. It's almost like a chart 
It's like right. a prerequisite chart where basically Chip Kelly says to Ryan Matthews, you're only getting 14 or 15 touches. It's all about quantity and not about quality. I feel sometimes, Taco, like Chip Kelly is watching the game on GameCast and he's not <laughs> analyzing what's going on the field yeah. and it's all numbers based. No, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I look for, at, you know, with uh, Sanchez starting this game, Bradford out, is for them to look towards the wide receivers a little bit more. We've seen it in the past, in the past few games. I think it was against Dallas, too. We saw Jordan Matthews go off for a big game. But you know who was the next receiver, the next leading receiver? Josh Huff with, like, two receptions for 10 yards. I want to get the entire team in. It seems like in the passing game, the only players that are utilized, Jordan Matthews on occasion, but the running backs and the tight ends in the passing game. Get some more of the wide receivers involved. I'd love to see Huff. I'd love to see Aguilar uh, grow a little bit more in this offense. He's had, what, five catches the entire year. Get the wide receivers involved with Sanchez, who has the ability to create more time in the past. He may absolutely, he may actually represent maybe the biggest disappointment for this football team is Nelson Aguilar. Everybody remembers the, the opening preseason game and the, you know, and the big play and the, and the 60 plus yards or however many yards that it was. And all of a sudden, everybody forgot about Jeremy Macklin. Well, guess what? Aguilar has done nothing. Uh, forget about the injury. I don't even care about the injury at this point. He's just not that type of receiver, and it may have been a misjudgment on Kelly's part as to how talented of a receiver this football player actually is. Well, he's not he's not we talk about one percenters. We talk about players who are playmakers, players who are in a different level. We talk about players who can change the game. Deshaun Jackson? That's one. Deshaun is one. I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen him show strength. I haven't seen him show separation at all. Again he was injured for three weeks at the central portion of this, but I saw him in the preseason. He was wearing the number 17. The first person, it's interesting they purged Harold Carmichael for the team. He's not with the team as he was last year. And what did they do to stick it to him again? They gave another wide receiver Harold Carmichael's 17. That's a mistake, and I'm offended by that. So, number one, you're putting this guy in a Hall of, in my view, an Eagles Hall of Fame number, and and he's just not doing it. He's, he's disappeared. They've got to get him into it. Sam Bradford was not good at finding Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to allude to, too. The quarterback play has really been horrendous with Sam Bradford. He's not spreading the ball around. you got to get open. you got to get open for him to spread the ball, right? I honestly don't think Sam Bradford is progressing through his reads correctly, letting plays develop. He doesn't have any mobility in the pocket. And even in the Jets game, we saw that New York Jets game in person. Aguilar was open a whole lot. Bradford doesn't have the arm strength to stretch the field. And that's the whole type of problem. He's a check-down guy. And also last year, we had a binge, or we had a batch of rookie receivers. We had Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, um, Jarvis Landry, we had inc- and Kelvin Benjamin. We had an incredible crop of rookie of rookie wide receivers last season come into the league, and we expected Nelson Aguilar to follow along the path. To, to follow along the path of those rookie wide receivers, and I think we need to temper expectations, let Aguilar grow. You won't find Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins just, you know, hanging on the street. These guys 
these rookie wide receivers last year were a different animal. Somewhere out and about, somewhere somewhere out and about in the middle of the crowd, uh, here uh, in the uh, lot P, uh, down at the stadium as we bring you the countdown uh, to kickoff show. You know you're always going to find one fan from the opposing team, uh, at least, and we found a Tampa Bay Buck fan, so uh, remember, we're for the fans, by the fans, Bruce. Uh, we'll give them an opportunity, we'll get a Tampa Bay perspective. Go ahead, brother. Sure. We have a guy, it's very interesting, you can't miss him. He's dressed in full orange from head to toe. He's here. He's got a lot of stones. And he's from Tampa Bay. His name is West. He's going to bring us the Tampa Bay perspective. So what are your keys to victory for your Buccaneers? Uh, first of all, I'm a coward, so I'm dressed totally in black. Uh, there's no orange. Uh, it's nice of the Hooters girls to fly the, uh, the classic uh, Bucks orange. Very neutral. Uh, I, I think the overall theme, uh, if you're a Bucks fan, is uh, fear. Uh, with the Bucks are, uh, it's been a, a challenging year. Um, interesting to hear you uh, uh, talk about uh, Chip Kelly. Uh, he, he's obviously done a lot of things that are innovative, interesting, taking risks. Uh, the flip side, uh, you know, we've had to live with Lovey Smith. We we took a coach with a trip to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think everybody expected with the first pick in Jameis uh, that, um, you know, we were going to get quality, disciplined uh, coaching, quality, disciplined execution, uh, a defense, uh, you know, not to be counted out, and an offense that, you know, was going to try to find itself. And unfortunately, uh, the Bucks are 4-5 and five largely because of their defense, not their offense. Um, so, uh, in terms of themes for the game, uh, I was hearing you talk about Bradford and uh, his arm. I don't think anybody questions Jameis's arm. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of wind in the uh, in the crowd. Uh, Lord knows the Floridian uh, DNA in me is, I think, frozen at this point. Um, but uh, but I don't think anybody questioned the Bucks' ability to uh, to throw the ball deep. Jameis is going to do it. Uh, Evans is going to catch it. I, One minute. I, I just don't know. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure the Bucks are a complete enough team in this uh, sub-zero environment here. Yeah, and Wes, I wanted to talk about the Bucks because they've had some surprising wins, like over Atlanta they beat, the Giants game they really hung in there, and then beating Dallas last week with a strong defensive effort. But then they'll go to Washington and make Kirk Cousins look like Joe Montana. There just hasn't been that type of consistency. And I was wondering, do you, do you see this team in a couple of years being consistent, and you think that Lovey Smith can be a long-term guy unlike Greg Schiano? Oh, boy. That's uh, been the subject of a lot of debate down south. Um, not enough sunshine, not enough daiquiris to get that topic fully uh, covered. I, I think at the end of the day, um, uh, the, uh, speaking as a single fan, Lovey's time has come and gone. Uh, I, I just... I. You see some of the calls he made where he had uh, – he's given away three games. I mean, he, he you look at Belichick. Belichick is uh, first and in goal inside the five-yard line. You know it's four-down territory. He did that three times in a game and kicked field goals both time, or all three times and missed one of those three field goals. Uh, and then there was so much uproar in the Tampa press – that he then goes for it on fourth and whatever at the 40-yard line. So it's playing I, not to win and then being ridiculous well, about what, what it is is hiring a veteran NFL coach and getting you know rookie crap 
you know, that's just very amazing. All right, Wes, thank you very much. Wes, uh, thanks we for appreciate being on. very much. Appreciate good, the good insight. perspective for the Tampa Bay Bucks and Hooters Orange, at least we're uh, bringing some orange to the tailgate as we come to you live down in Lot P, uh, Row 11, uh, right here on 610 ESPN Radio, home of Mike and Mike in the morning and home to the countdown to kickoff show. Bruce, Spencer G, and Krause will return after the break. Philadelphia's newest professional football team, the Philadelphia Yellow Jackets, will begin play in 2016, and they want you to be part of history. For information, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. Vince Papali did it with the Eagles. Rasheed Bailey just did it. And now the Philadelphia Yellow Jackets are looking to fill an entire roster. Play the game you love as a professional football player right here in Philadelphia. For information, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. The professional team begins begins play in 2016. The team's next tryout is this month. Pineland Sports Center for information and to register, go to PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. That's PhiladelphiaYellowJackets.com backslash tryout. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance, Annie Mac Home Mortgage offers the most competitive rates, widest range of products, and best customer service available in the lending industry. They have renovation loans for the almost perfect home that just needs a little work. If you want to get a new home built, they have construction to permanent loans with competitive rates and fewer hassles. Annie Mac Home Mortgage has federally insured FHA loans for borrowers who have had credit problems in the past and no down payment VA loans for current and former members of America's Armed Forces. Talk to us. Annie Mac won't just get you a mortgage. They'll get you the right mortgage for you. Call Annie Mac Home Mortgage at 888-330-1414 or visit them at teammatera.anniemac.com. Annie Mac Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 338923, Delaware Chapter 22, license lender, license 011546. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company is licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance, NO 00004875, licensed by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking as a mortgage lender, 33587. Has your home or business been damaged by a recent storm and you're left to deal with the insurance company to make things right? Turn to Apple Public Adjusters and meet owners Patrick O'Donnell and Mark Stendardo. If you've suffered recent storm damage to your home or business, call 267-538-3373. That's 267-538-3373. And protect your rights and maximize your benefits. Guess who's looking to invest a billion dollars in Philadelphia? IBEW Local 98. One of Local 98's first investments was in the Commonwealth, a premier residence in the historic Commonwealth Title and Trust Building of 1902. Local 98 also has a 51% ownership in 2116 Chestnut, luxury high-rise apartments that were built by unions on time and on budget. And IBEW Local 98 is also looking to invest in the redevelopment of Girard Square at 12th and Market, which is to be reborn as a five-story retail destination with two much-needed hotels and a few state-of-the-art digital billboards. Looking forward, Local 98 is seeking to invest in a new data center, a small power plant, and the growing Navy Yard. Hi, this is John Doherty, business manager of Local 98. We live in this city and invest in it because Philly deserves top-quality union projects built by residents who pay their taxes. 
Meet the Delaware County, Chester County, and Philadelphia County compensation lawyers representing your interests when you're injured on the job. Call the injury attorneys at the Cherry Firm. They have devoted a large portion of their law practice to defending the rights of injured workers throughout the state of Pennsylvania. Get the money you deserve. If you've been injured on the job, you have a potential workers' compensation claim. Located in Delaware County, call the law offices of the Cherry Firm at 610-565-8300. That's 610-565-8300. The Cherry Firm. They've handled countless successful workers' compensation claims. Welcome back, everyone, to the Countdown to Kickoff show as we broadcast you live on ESPN Radio, home of Mike and Mike in the morning, home of Villanova basketball, and home to the Countdown to Kickoff show from Lot P, Row 11, as the Eagles play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. The 4-5 and five Eagles against the 4-5 and five Bucks and a win today uh, will get us back to 500, and then, of course, we go, or the Eagles, rather, go into uh, Detroit uh, on Thanksgiving for that game against uh, the Detroit. Detroit Lions. LeVar Jackson with our crew uh, out and about. Special shout out to Haircuttery for braving the cold elements uh, today. Hair Go ahead, LeVar. They're out here holding it down. i got to give it up to these great folks at Haircuttery, man. And don't okay. drop that football, or if you're going to drop one of the two, drop the football. Hold the on football. to the mic, all right? There you go. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Okay. Very good. Hi, I'm Donna from the Haircuttery, and this is Jody. Hi. Hi, Jody. Uh, we're having a great time out here. Thank you so much for having us, mingling with all the fans out here. And we have some fans out there ourselves from the Haircuttery, so we're happy to see. So come on down to the Haircuttery and join us. We have a smile-back guarantee, so if you're not happy with any service that we provide, we'd be more than happy to do whatever it takes to make you happy. So thank you for having us. Good stuff, Donna. Well done. Thanks very much. Haircuttery, of course, uh, part of the Krause Coats, and uh, and we go all uh, all uh, football season long, right to uh, right to January with our Krause Coat collection. And we had a great kickoff on Thursday night down at Fans Interference. It was a fantastic uh, way uh, to get uh, underway. That's going to bring our live broadcast to a close from down uh, at La P, the special edition of the Countdown to Kickoff show. We thank everyone for coming out and being a part uh, of the live broadcast uh, and for being a part of the show. Uh, for Tom McDonald, for Nick Steptoe, from Ryan Lennox uh, in the studio, and on behalf of Spencer G., uh, the good Dr. Bruce and Taco, thanks very much for being uh, here uh, today. I'm Joe Krause. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.